Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Carrie Ford to talk about somatic success and the nervous system and being able to turn off and do less and all these amazing things. Um, So hi, Carrie. I'm so excited that you're here today. Hi. It's so lovely to be here. It's absolutely wonderful. I'm just, I'm so excited because I feel like this is something that I've had to work on a lot and that I still do, especially being a high achiever, being a mom, it just feels like there's always something that's like, you know, to do next and go, go, go. And there's always a million things on my list. So selfishly, I'm also excited to hear all the the value that you bring to this subject. Do you want to take a second and tell people, because you can probably say it a lot better than me, what you do, who you are? Yeah, I'm a somatic life coach. So I help women with unique nervous system strategies for both their body and their business, which essentially is holistic life coaching, right? Because as entrepreneurs and executives, we we want it all. We do. And I, I'm here to tell you that you you can have it all. The hard-earned success, um, you don't have to, in taking your foot off the gas pedal, give up anything. Um, but we work on the fulfillment part and on the inner work. So uh, it's really fun. It's really juicy. And I get to work with like absolute world changers, which is fun. Can you take a second for people who aren't really familiar? What is somatic success or this somatic work? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. So I'll start with somatic. Yeah. Uh, somatic work and somatic experiencing specifically is a therapy. And somatic experiencing was developed by Dr. Peter Levine. Um, and he is basically the OG in all of this nervous system work. I mean, there's, there's others as well that I study and that I, you know, are my mentors, but um, it's about bringing the mind and body into one. And they've actually never been separate, but an example I can give of this is saying that you want to slow down and you want to take Fridays off, but somehow you keep filling your schedule and you keep scheduling Fridays. Why Mm -hmm. is there a disconnect? You're an intelligent woman. You know what you want, but there's something in the nervous system that's still driving you unconsciously. So that's the part, that's where I come in and I work with the nervous system to say, okay, we cognitively know what we want, but how can we actually create this in the body now so that both of those things can match? And so then Mm -hmm. enter somatic success, a term I created, which is not just having the beautiful resume and all the names and the logos and the, the money, because that stuff's amazing. And it means nothing if you don't feel internally happy and fulfilled, because oftentimes those women come to me and they're like, now what? I thought this would feel different. I want to burn it down (laughs) or I want to build the next mountain. So we, we figure out from where are you sourcing motivation and inspiration from? And that's where, you know, 
and we can dive more into this, but um, something I call the anxious achiever archetype may or may not be present in those driving of subconscious behaviors. Oh my gosh. I definitely want to talk about that because I was yeah. having a conversation kind of similar to this today about what is it? And I, I want to hear your thought on this, but for me with clients, it's sometimes realizing like, oh, okay. So we have, we do have fear and scarcity, even in women who are incredibly successful, motivating us. And it's like, we kind of have to keep it present in order to like, keep going. Um, and I'm sure you see that in all, all kinds of ways. And I think a lot of us are like, how do I just either be content or how do I let desire motivate me, um, mm -hmm. versus these more like scary, fearful thoughts? It's a great question, but contentment doesn't mean complacency. So mm -hmm. I might invite having the experience of both and creating a, a world and a life where both can coexist and we invite the word and in rather than or right so we notice the binary thinking and we and and this is unconscious a lot of it it's culturally dominated especially in western culture here in the u.s where you know more 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 and like if you look successful then you'll feel successful and that's not always true but then when we're content, oh gosh, I'm lazy. No, you're not. You're content. That's different. It's not complacency. So understanding what that feels like in our body, learning to speak in the language of the body and knowing how to decipher between those two things in the nervous system is where you really can start to make some big shifts. Mm, where do you think someone should start with that? It's so this is it's a loaded question, right? Because yeah. if you've never done somatic work, you're like, how do I do that? And you really yes. need a guide. You really yeah. do at first until you can start to understand what the F even is the language of the body. Like, what does that mean? What does it mean when you're saying who you're being matters? Like, huh? And so and also speaking in sensations there, there's women, women that come to me and they're like, what if I feel nothing? And I'm like, that's a perfect place to start. And that's normal too. So sometimes mm -hmm. you feel nothing. And that's just us learning how to open that connection back up with your body and learning to listen. And so start with a guide, start with someone that's trained in it, like myself, it doesn't have to be me, obviously, but someone that can be the mirror, be the loving guide and create a relatively safe space for you to start to explore that within yourself so that you know how to. Yeah. I mean, I think we're already kind of touching on some of these, but what would you say are some of the most common signs for like high achieving women that their nervous system is stressed out? Yeah. Wired and tired cycles is one of the biggest ones. So that postures and shows up as I'm, I don't feel stressed, but I just can't sleep at night. I don't mm -hmm. feel stressed, but I have to wear a mouth guard because I grind my teeth. I don't mm -hmm. feel stressed, but I always have these headaches or I'm always tired. Or like I'm getting a second wind at night and I can't sleep because I'm running through the to-dos and it can look like inspiration. I've got all these fun ideas because I'm a creator or, or it can be that anxious achiever archetype coming online and starting to drive behaviors because that is where the on button is stuck on and an indication of that chronic stress point um, where that has become your normal, not necessarily normal to be stressed out, but your normal because that's just where your body is used to feeling that adrenaline, that kick, that dopamine hit. And so those are some indicators for sure. Physical symptoms. Yeah. Okay. Very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? 
like feeling like you're stuck on, right? Like as yeah. soon as it's time to rest, you're like, okay, but I also have all these million things to do. And it's hard to really let yourself actually yeah. rest. That, I mean, I, I, I'll just yeah. call myself out. Like I'm like, okay, take this nice bath and relax. And then in the bath, you're like, well, let me just see what messages I have. Let me see if I missed anything from my team. Let me watch that training I need to get to on, you know, business or whatever. Like all the, yeah. just like all the things all the time. Um, and this is, this is what so many of my clients are looking for is like, how do I turn off? Like they want to, they want to turn their brain off. Like, how do I just not think about business? But I kind of want to start by asking you like, why do we, why do we, how do we get to the point where our brain is just like stuck on? Yeah. Well, there's a payoff there. There's a payoff mm -hmm. with everything, even if it's in opposition to what we actually desire. So I desire Fridays off. I'm going to use that example again, because so yeah. many women come to me. They're like, I'm a CEO of my day in my life. And I'm like an empowered woman. I want Fridays off. And then it's like, okay, how can we have stuff on Fridays? <laughs> like, where did this, what happened here? And it's really hard to know what place you're driving from if that has become your normal. Think about it. I mean, so many of us as high achieving women received a payoff for being that straight A's on your report card. Good job. Ooh, that mm -hmm. feels good. Right. Or you get to stand out and get praise. There's a sense of belonging. Maybe it's coming from a place of proving that you're worthy or good enough. Like there's a payoff there or we wouldn't do it. But the problem is it can take over and become our identity, but it's really an admired identity. It's not actually who we are. And so you'll see people that in the public eye that have this reputation or image to uphold literally go into like a freak out because now how are they going to maintain this admired identity, which isn't even them, but it requires this posturing to maintain that. And then they have like a Britney Spears moment, you know, so that is a very real thing. No, it totally is. And even just narrowing down to the coaching industry, which a lot of my clients are in, I've seen it a lot where it's like people will hit. I mean, this could happen at any revenue level, but like I see a lot of people who hit seven figures and then it's like either they're like, I'm done, like I can't do this mm. anymore. Or I think it's this is something I've been just pondering a lot, too. So I'm curious your take we kind of start thinking like the money is the problem where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to make less money. Then I won't mm. have to work so hard. Then I won't have to be stressed out. Like, I'm curious, what's your take on that when someone hits that point? Yeah. And it really depends, right? Cause sometimes, sometimes it really is burning it all down because yeah. you built a business that's out of alignment with what you actually want. And you did it from a space of anxiety and you confused it for motivation and excitement or Maybe it's what you think maintaining that success is going to cost you. And so that's really where I come in, especially with my one-on-one -on -one clients, where we're trying to almost, it's almost like having your foot both on the clutch and the gas at the same time. And we're just trying to find that balance. So do you really want to burn it down or is fear talking you out of the very thing that you want because you think it's going to cost you something extra to keep it? So let's figure out what could be sustainable, how that gets to feel in your body and figure out really how that's showing up in your life. And so you might see someone go through a lot of hiring and firing cycles with their team. They might have trouble delegating because no one does it as good as they do, some control issues. 
things like that is is typically how that manifests and how um, symptoms I see in both executive level and entrepreneurial spaces. Yeah, yeah, I see that a lot. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, um, it's fixable. Like really, it truly, it's it's about getting clear on what you want and then figuring out how we can make that your reality. We just rearrange some parts. Totally. Yeah, I know. Because I, th- I think what we, we, especially when you're just getting started, but then I think you kind of hold it as like, now suddenly you actually are really good at this whole business thing and you yeah. keep doing it of like, <laughs> here's the way to do it. Like you're doing it someone else's way or you're trying to like, like what you said, like um, kind of taking from schooling. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to just take on more and more and more and do it all really, really well. And next thing you know, you're, you're doing like 10 times more than you even need to be, but it's, it's hard, right? Like once you've done that and you've gotten success that way, it almost becomes like a rule of like, well, it works. That must be the way that it needs to happen. I'm curious, like, do you see resistance in people or in your clients when it comes to, we all want to slow down or be able to turn off, but it's like, how do we understand and believe that that is actually going to help us have even more success when we've experienced the opposite? (laughs) Yeah, it's such a great question because that's why I created the Anxious Achiever Archetype, which is a framework that I use to teach. And, And actually, there's a lot of grace and compassion in understanding, like, of course, this got you to where you are. You needed it too. In many ways, you had to go through that. You were learning self-efficacy and resiliency and trust and like, wow, I'm really doing it. And I built this business and it's amazing. Like if you're an entrepreneur and like, do you want to continue driving from that space? Because if not, let's learn a different way to source without maybe burning it down. And so we give a lot of love actually to the anxious achiever archetype. We allow that because in many ways we needed that to create the success that we have. You're not wrong for that being the way that you did it. It's actually really beautiful. And there's another way that can feel easier, more loving and aligned and slowed the F down. So that's where we, I give them a visual, which is like, I'm not here to tell you to break up with your anxiety because in some ways that gives you panic. And in many ways, like a lot of women have talked themselves into saying that's their superpower. And it was until it wasn't. (laughs) It worked until it doesn't. And now it doesn't feel good anymore. And you're like, I don't want it. This is what it's going to require. So I get it. And I see you in that. And like that anxious achiever, she is brilliant and amazing. And she can put down the heavy sword. Mm. Oh, that's so good. I Yeah, I love that. And I feel like I actually saw this is kind of a different topic, but I feel like there's a this similar thread through it. I saw you post something on your Instagram of like, um, thinking worst case scenario and how like you don't have to actually avoid. So I'll tell like a really short story kind of, I had a conversation about this literally yesterday. So when I saw you post about that, I was like, oh my God, that's so funny where it's actually, I, I didn't know, like, is it just something that some people are meant to do and some people aren't? I was talking to someone who was really frustrated that they were thinking worst case scenario. Like, I'm so tired of like thinking this way and um, kind of thing they need to run from that and go the other way. Whereas I'm like, oh, I don't think my answer here is very helpful because I kind of like thinking worst case scenario because at least then I can like 
have a game plan just in case it happens or like show myself, like, I'll be able to handle that. I'll be able to get out of that. And then I, I kind of stopped fearing it so mm, much. Exactly. You know? Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Cause I think in personal development mindset, it's like positive thinking, like, don't be grateful for that anxious version of yourself. Don't think worst case scenario. Um, but it seems yeah. like that's not actually really the truth. Oh, our, our stress responses and our self-protective system comes online when we don't feel safe. So yeah. sure, it's self-sabotage. Sure, it's an upper level limit. But really what's happening is I don't feel safe to have, hold, and keep whatever X is. And so let's get curious as to why and love the shit out of the part of ourselves that feels scared and young and inexperienced. And like they're in this liminal space of like, I don't know what's next. Okay, cool. Most of us don't. And like, let's welcome that because at the end of the day, you can ask yourself the question, is it creating, is it causing me to spend more energy now trying to avoid going there rather than like, what if I just was with what is, and I actually acknowledged what's real because it takes away the charge when suddenly you can say, wait a minute, I got me, I can handle this and I'm not going to be like overcome with this emotion. So we just let it move through us. We integrate, we allow it, we invite it in. Um, and lo and behold, it moves much faster through us. And we just let ourselves go there, right? We just let ourselves go to the worst case scenario. And a lot of my clients are in Enneagram threes and in stress, they go to six, which is the worst case scenario thinkers. They're trying to prevent any potential pitfall or failure. And so that is where the scanning comes into place. And uh, we go into those self-protective responses. Yeah. I, I feel like that's so freeing. Like you don't have to be so afraid yes. of that side of yourself or of those thoughts, because I would think that being so freaked out by those things is only messing with your nervous system actually even more. <laughs> yeah, it creates this avoidance tactic, right? Yeah. What if we instead were to lean into that? And this is where guidance can come into play, right? Because it might feel really scary. And that's a valid, that's a valid feeling. It might feel really overwhelming. Like, I don't know, what if like I manifest the worst case scenario by allowing myself to go there? No, you're not going to, you're powerful, but like, it's okay. You can go there. Yeah. Oh, so good. What, what is like the first step or walk us through the process that you do with your clients? Like for the people who are like, okay, but just how do I turn my brain off? How do I stop worrying about money all the time or the next milestone or the million things on my list? I'm just, I'm really curious what you have to say to that side of it. Yeah. I mean, a few tangible things are to start practicing and noticing what comes up. Like again, let's take the Friday example. Let's say you truly want to take Fridays off. Well, I want you to sit and notice, how does that feel in your body when you clear your calendar? Mm, I feel like I'm giving up money. Like I feel a little bit like panic. What am I going to do with myself, right? That's often a fear of producers and, and high achievers. Like what am I going to do if I'm not doing work? Um, and just notice what comes up. And that's where we start, Right. And then we, mm -hmm. we learn how to resource, which means we create different touch points to now swing the pendulum in a different direction to create a new language in the body, which is moving fast and doing all the time starts to not feel so good because now we're creating touch points where we create feeling good in the slowing down, which hasn't been their experience before. Slowing down is like, oh God, what do I do? Or like their posture resting. I'm sitting still, so I'm going to trick myself into thinking I'm resting just because I'm not moving <laughs> in the bath, multitasking, right? 
So yeah, we just start by making some of those small changes. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but there can be some really profound breakthroughs just noticing what comes up. No, that's so good. I mean, I think I think that's what a lot of people are missing is it kind of feels like, well, just do it. Like, don't put anything on your calendar for Fridays or like restructure this thing or whatever. And it's like, it's it's a weird feeling too when you're a high achiever or someone who usually doesn't really procrastinate. It's like, well, I'm no. willing to do the work. I'm willing to do all the things. But as soon as it comes to like, not doing the things or doing less. How do you procrastinate not doing something? <laughs> That's likely a freeze response or yeah. something. So freezer fawn could be like perfectionist coming online. Um, but sometimes the opposite swing of perfectionism is kind of an apathetic why bother? Um, if mm-hmm. I can't get it perfect and fear of failure. So we go into a freeze response of like slowly shutting down. And so I give all sorts of somatic expressions and cues that you can begin to listen to your body when you notice those stress responses coming online so that you know what's happening. So let's say you're going into procrastination. Yeah. We don't want to look at just the symptom of it. Okay. I'm not doing the action. Duh. We know that like we're high achievers. We're smart. Like again, if we could do the thing or not do the thing, we would do it. Right. But there's something in the system that almost like feels like you've got your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. I know I should go work out. I know I want to do this. I know I want to do the action. I just, there's something, I just can't seem to do it. Right. Start, go, stop, go, stop, go. So freeze response, some indications of that can literally just starting to notice yourself, maybe melting into the couch or mindlessly numbing out and scrolling social media. That is, that could be a freeze response. So, oh, I am now more aware of it because I've got some language in the body. What do we do? We do a body-based strategy such as starting, I would encourage this person to start to move their head around the space. Why? We're reminding our body that we have the ability to move, to take action. I can reclaim my power here. Start to move, moving the eyes freely within the skull, then noticing moving all about the space and even noticing the resistance to doing that potentially. So that's a body-based strategy, for example, I might use with a client to actually bring them out of that freeze response. And now can we take an action step from that space now that we've shifted? Mm, Is a lot of the work that you do with your clients, is it body-based like that? Is it a mix of all? Because I think what a lot of my audience has heard is, you know, mindset work, like the journaling and the visualizing and and things like that. So I love that you're bringing in more, more of the body because I do think we get very disconnected from that. The, the journaling is great, but it's like mental masturbation because we're just talking about and writing things down that we're already aware of. Yeah. How do we access that which we're not aware of, which is, I know the thing to do, but I'm not doing it. Why? Well, your foot is somewhere on a gas pedal or gas and the brake in a deep subconscious in the body space. Th- this is not a cognitive coaching. It's a bottom up processing versus top down. So top down is of the head. We spend so much time in our head as it is. It's good to get those things out on paper. It's good to practice, you know, flipping the script and doing all those journal prompts that lead you to breakthroughs. But at the end of the day, you're you're only playing with what you're already aware of, the top of the iceberg. How now do we access what's below the water? We do a bottom up processing, which is kind of illogical. It's nonsensical. And in many ways, when I'm guiding clients through somatic work, it's like, oh, that's so weird. I didn't even know that feeling was there. And we start to wake the body up and the body just, it knows. It has so many answers for us and it might not make sense and, and that's okay. 
Um, but then we take that information energetically and we can come up with some action steps beyond that. But it is, it's definitely different for those that have been used to the cognitive mindset, top-down work. Yeah. Well, something I've been talking about to some of my mentors and just people in my community um, that support me in various ways is, I just think a lot of people are going to resonate with this. That's why I'll share is I feel like I've done such a good job to this point of like, like when I started my business, which I was super young as well, my big thing was like always in my head, a million thoughts, so stressed out. That's just like what I was raised around. So the mindset work and getting my thoughts out was really helpful for that, especially after years of doing it. Now mm-hmm. I don't really avoid my thoughts. And and I just have realized recently in this past, like just this year, this past six months from like, it's so interesting how all the work I've done has been so mental. And now my mind is pretty quiet. Like I'm pretty chill, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I was starting to kind of say like, my stress levels felt really good. And then I noticed some signs of stress in my body Mm. And it was like, oh, this is so interesting. Like, I think I just figured out how to get it out of my head, but that doesn't mean it just goes away. Wow. (laughs) Like other parts of my body feel like it's just taken it on. So now it's like, okay, I'll explore some of this stuff. But even realizing like, I've, I've, I've heard of so many different modalities that just have to do more with your body and and all of this. And it's, it's interesting because I've always like, I didn't realize I was avoiding it, but I was totally just like subconsciously or something just avoiding it like yeah even like it's, breath work or or simple okay. things like that it's like yeah I don't need that but even yeah. like starting to do a little bit of that work you notice such a huge difference but it is a totally different yeah work it's totally to do. different we just did a somatic breath work two-hour workshop inside my academy uh last week I had a former client come in and lead it and it was amazing. I mean, the women just experienced such shifts. And like I did it with everybody and it was so fun. But yeah, until we see the value in that, you know, it's hard to seek it out. It really kind of calls to you when you're ready because we may not be able to receive it. And so for yeah. you with the looping thoughts, that can be a symptom of an ongoing flight response because you're not actually running away from stuff, but your thoughts are running constantly. Mm -hmm. Right. So flight response typically is what looping thoughts are. And so it sounds like you were able to express it was it's like your hand got to do the running and the somatic expression of just fully flushing out and discharging that stress response through the writing it all out. Just get it all out stream of consciousness and like how healing for you. And now Mm -hmm. you're seeing, okay, hold on. I managed one part of a symptom, but there's clearly a, a root thing here where I'm still kind of maybe I'm I'm running or there's something else going on and I'm now it's showing up as a different symptom. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but interesting. Yeah. I think I'm starting to notice it too. This, this is going to sound so unrelated to business, but about to have my, my third baby. And so every mm-hmm. birth has been very different. And my last birth was a home birth and natural. And I was really good. Like I, I had my affirmations and I was able to really mentally get through it. I was able to notice some ways where like, I wasn't fully supporting my body in the process. So now like, yeah, anyway, it's hard to, it's hard to explain because I'm not the expert in it, but doing a lot of this, um, like the breath work and learning about pelvic floor. And that has so much to do with your nervous system and stress, like your jaw being tight, your shoulders being tight, pelvic floor is tight. That's, that's where I'm at. So it's like doing all that work has been like 
you see all the correlations, like it's going to help me so much with this next birth and like just my body handling it really well. But also I'm noticing like, oh, I, it's, it's why I've realized, like, I think I've actually have been stressed, even mm. though mentally I didn't think I was. Um, it's been really, really interesting, actually. That is, I mean, such great awareness on your part, you know, yeah. like, what a gift to have that awareness and to have just to, to have the wherewithal to go, you know what, my body is speaking to me right now. Yeah. I love so, that. Thank you. Yeah. I think a lot of people would benefit from leaning in more into this because, um, whether you mentally do know <laughs> that you're stressed, lean in. Um, but also you might realize like, oh, my, my body is showing symptoms. I mean, I forget, I forget where I saw this, like just in the past couple of days, all divine timing for our talk, but about how, like, you're, you know, oh, it was something like, if you don't take a break, your body will make you take the break. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it you will down. Your body will do it for you. Yes. The break is inevitable and it won't be at, at such a great timing. If, if, if you're not in charge of, of when you take those breaks, your body's just going to make you do it. And it always does happen at the most inconvenient times. <laughs> oh, um, what, what, like for someone who's hearing this interview and they're like, okay, this is so me feeling so called out. I'm resonating. Like, Hey, where can they find you and follow you? What, what are some next steps? Cause I do know that you have some incredible value out there that could really support people. Yeah, it really depends what you're looking for. All the programs I have are transformational in some capacity and will bring you into your body, but it just depends on the level of support you're looking for. Um, so I have a retreat coming up, which is called Made for More, and it's about stripping away all the heavy shit and then allowing yourself to be more of who you've always been because there's freedom in that and how how you are in your body and how free you feel does show up in your business and in motherhood and who you're being and everyday life. So imagine that you got to put down all the heavy stuff and enjoy a really luxurious, relaxed experience with other women that are equally interested in this kind of work too. So that's in August, uh, the 17th through the 20th. And it's just 10 women. I like to have intimate groups where we go really deep. Um, but you can find more information on elevate with com, And then we also have the somatic success Academy. This is really where we are training up leaders or sharpening the ax for those that are already identified as like the 1% woman, like the woman who already has some massive success, but wants to learn how to sustain it. Or those that want to create success that they don't feel like they've been able to fully manifest yet. And we do that through the nervous system work. I go deep into the framework on the anxious achiever. Um, and the cool thing is that you get what you came for because it's actually lifetime coaching. So you just have the one-time investment, you join the growing ecosystem of amazing women, um, and you get to lock arms with other women that normalize this anxious behavior um, that also want to seek healthy, holistic ways to have success without settling. Because listen, we're the 1% woman. We don't want to settle. Mm-mm. Oh. I love that. I love that it's lifetime to be in there. That's so cool. And we will link all, all the things as well as like where to follow you, Instagram and um, your own podcast, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll share all of that too, for anyone who wants to just like hear a little bit more and listen more to you. Cause I I've been seeing your clips and they're just so good. So yeah, it's a little cheeky, the podcast, but that's kind of the point. So <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. And, you know, tag us. I'll repost you guys. Let me know what resonates. Um, Would love to hear some feedback on, you know, is this you? Are we talking to you? (laughs) 
trust me, it's it's okay. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. It's amazing. Um, and there are ways to create sustainable success that feel really good in your body too. I love it. I agree. Tag us. Um, yeah. And thank you guys for listening to the episode. I hope that you loved it. And I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye guys. Hey, you guys, real quick, I need to take a minute and tell you about Transparent Sales, the membership. This is a new offering in my business that I am so excited to be hosting and running and inviting you into today. So this is literally the most no-brainer way to work with me that I have offered in years, maybe even ever. It's $97 a month. And you are getting four pieces of content from me per month, all designed to support you in making way more money from your content, having a way more profitable business, creating sales with so much more ease and selling out your offers no matter the price point. So this way of doing content and selling and marketing is going to help you sell out your own membership, your own low ticket offers, but also high ticket offers. So inside the membership, you'll find women who are selling out $1,000 courses, $300 courses, memberships, $20,000 coaching packages. It helps you with all of that. We are going into your email marketing strategy, your social media strategy, Instagram stories and posts and Facebook and all the things. We'll talk about podcasting and we'll talk about hosting content events like your own free trainings. Um, it's just going to be really, really good. You guys, there's four drops a month. So every month you're going to get a content plan for me where I'm saying, here's what I would be doing this month. Here's where I would be showing up. Here's how much, here's the angles I would do. Here's like how much I would sell and the ways that I would sell. Also every month, you're going to get a new piece of curriculum from me. So this is a super actionable training to help you create better content. Um, also every month you will get a Q and a, so there will be an opportunity to submit any questions that you have for me, and then I will answer them for you. Um, and then finally every month, something I'm really excited to do is give you access to my content insights. So we will be taking a look at my own podcast stats, my Instagram stats, my email stats. And I want to do this because I think so often we're trying to replicate what's working for others and you actually don't know what's working for them. So I'm actually going to show you, here's what you saw me do. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's my takeaways. Here's what I'm doing differently or the same moving forward because of that. There's a Facebook community. Anyway, you guys, I could go on and on and on, but I want to get back into the episode. So just go to thetaylorlee.com slash membership. Again, it's literally $97 a month. There's so much content waiting for you already and an incredible group of women in there thetaylorlee.com slash membership. And I'm super excited to celebrate you joining us. All right, back into the episode. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.